Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, October 4th, 2020. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Canby, Oregon. The share ID numbers for Friday, October 2nd, 2020, are the following. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting share ID number is 15469, 15,469. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting, the share ID number is 15471, 15,471. This morning, A Vision for You presents, Information is Not Transformation. So much time is spent in gathering information, isn't it? It can hardly be blocked off anymore, especially since the introduction of technology. We are bombarded with it. Information that is useful and practical a lot of the time. And of course, there is that not so useful practical information. And then we come upon the information that's downright dangerous and shared amongst us people all the way, all the time, trying to be believable. Information, nonetheless. Certainly, this book is jam-packed with information, and I'm speaking about the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, but it is head knowledge unless very precise things are done. It is not uncommon to hear good information shared in the rooms of recovery, that deep, solid knowledge, you know, that we hear about, the details that are outlined and covered meticulously, over the course of their time in their life, sometimes a very, very, very long time. There's no shortages of information that's in the books that are here in these rooms, the journals that are written, the papers, the movies, the podcasts that we have, the conventions and the conferences and the workshops that we go to. They are brilliantly imparting so much information. If I could get more information in, I'll be all right. How come then are we still eating compulsively? What a painful combination. All of this information, all of this information for decades, and I'm still eating compulsively. We can absolutely know all the right information, yet never be changed. We will feed ourselves to overflowing with what we could possibly want or need in terms of information. And the very next decision will be made to take in that first compulsive bit of alcoholic food. Through the practical application of these 12 steps, the miracle of all miracles happens to us. Practical, of course, in this case means action. All the feelings, all the circumstances aside, alcoholic foods removed, we set forth to study, apply, and, and move methodically, chronologically through the steps of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. There you have it. Addiction education at its finest. So that's it, right? All the information that I needed. Read the book cover to cover. Get overloaded by it. And there you have it, right? Again, how come we succumb to the desire again? The difference is transformation. Moving from our heads to our hearts by the power that is in this big book, we are transformed, able to concede to our innermost selves that we are compulsive overeaters. Not moderate eaters, not heavy eaters, 
Not that I like food more than the next person. Not that I can stop any time. Not that I will restart again on Monday or this afternoon. I'm not that sort of eater. I'm an addict with a disease of compulsive overeating that only a spiritual solution can help. Transformed by the directions in this big book, the renewing of our minds. Sufficient transformation to bring about the personality that needs to be changed, a psychic change that I can't do on my own. I can't change the chemistry of my mind. Something has been shifted in the brain that only a power outside of us can do and explain. It's a phenomenon. Where does one find this transformation? Simple. We take action. Without action, the mental reading, the taking in of all this information will do nothing. And we have nothing. With action, spiritual transformation happens to us. So here we are in that place of commitment. The steps of action will be outlined today so you too can experience the promise of transformation. Let's listen to hear our guest speaker outlining the pathway to transformation through action by unpacking chapters 5, 6, and 7 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So here we go. Grab a pen and paper, a legal pad if you need it. What say you all? Let's do this together. Please help me welcome to the line today our guest speaker, and we are delighted to have her here to represent to you the difference between a recovery based on information and a recovered person based in action with the telltale signs of transformation. She is dedic- she's a dedicated student of this big book of AA, and we are grateful and delighted to be able to offer her experience, strength, and hope through her words this morning. Help me welcome this morning, please, Jackie B. Star one, please, Jackie B. Hi, this is Jackie B. from the Bronx, New York City. Um, Thank you, Melanie. Boy, that was so concise. What do you need me for? No, I'm only kidding. Um, Thank you so much. Um, First off, I want to say, my title was Information is Not the Same as Transformation. And like everything else, I am a listener of these meetings and I appreciate everybody's input. And that statement specifically came from a share from someone, Reva, in Canada. So shout out to her for thank you for inspiring me to come with that thought. Um, And I decided that I wanted to talk about this because I've been in the rooms since 1992. And I've had all types of abstinence. I've done OA through the tools, through uh, the gray sheet, through all different ways and, and plans and books of OA. And I do not falter any of them because they needed to get me to the path that I am today. And today, the path I have today is about four years ago, I... I guess I ran out of steam. I used enough sponsors. I used enough ways. And, you know, it didn't matter whether the food was organically grown or not organically grown. I I couldn't stop obsessing. Whether I was, at, I was abstinent to my best of my ability, but I was still obsessing over the food. Every meal, everything, um, I was... Uh, 
I would hear little bits and pieces of people commenting on my food and my food ingredients, but I, I, I just, you know, forgot about it. I just, you know, poo-pooed it. Oh, I've got a weight loss. We poo-poo it. And yet I was still obsessed. I was still crazy. Um, so one day I finally admitted to my sponsor that I wasn't really abstinent because I had, you know, even though it didn't have, it wasn't the 10th ingredient, I had still been binging, I guess, on particular organic food. And she said, you know what, Jackie, I can't sponsor you anymore. I said, why? She said, because you lied to me. If you can't even tell me the truth, that means you're lying to yourself and to me. So, you know, I can't offer you anything. And she said, well, maybe you should start listening to a vision for you. Um, and let me put it to this way. I come from a family of uh, multi-faith. I, have, I come from multiple religions, multiple races, and um, in a home with an alcoholic father and a mother with a nervous condition trying to control the alcoholic. So I had always been exposed to this big book. However, I hated this big book. Or I felt like, you know, I had a college degree and I couldn't understand any words that I was reading. You know, it was like, I just, my mind was shut off until I decided to listen. And I listened for two weeks. And I heard people talk about the ingredients and the craving and the obsession and all that's in the doctor's opinion. And I started, you know, saying, you know what? I don't know if I'm desperate enough, but I know that I'm not going to get any better. Um, I have had bypass surgery, and I can still gain weight on bypass surgery. Um, I have actually lost weight in OA before the bypass surgery, so that wasn't a solution either. Um, Nothing was a solution because in the mix of all that solution, Jackie was still trying to control the situation. Jackie was still trying to get a bang for her buck with her food. That's the best way I could put it. A bang for a buck for my food. Um, And I wasn't really listening. So this one time, I don't know what happened, but after two weeks, I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm not dipping my toe in. I'm just going to jump into the pool of recovery and just ask for help. So I went and I, you know, you know, listened to the line. And then when it was my turn, I said, listen, I'm looking for a sponsor. Can somebody help me? And like every, you know, sponsor that, you know, every person that wants to help you about a week or so, week and a half, I, all I got was people outreach calls. Nobody wanted to sponsor me. Or nobody was offering. I shouldn't say nobody wanted to sponsor me. Nobody was offering to sponsor me. And that was okay. Um, till one person said, Jackie, I will sponsor you. But you got to be cleaned. Um, so I started to research what kind of food plan would work for me. So I took into account all those ingredients that would trigger my obsession and that um, or even the combinations of food 
that was the other thing. You know, what is the combinations? And I didn't think of that before. I started to utilize everything I was hearing. I was hearing information coming from other compulsive overeaters that were reading in the big book, you know, um, and, and, and the doctor's opinion that said, you know, it's the phenomenon of craving and the obsession. So I said, you know what? I know these foods, when put together or separate, trigger me. And then I remembered my husband say something about artificial sweeteners, even though I thought he was, you know, mind your business kind of thing, and realized that, you know what, maybe this time, let's take the artificial sweeteners right from the get-go out of my food plan, because maybe I am trying to find something that tastes sweet enough, you know, or fatty enough, that is also part of my trigger. Lo and behold, I called my sponsor, I, I had my food plan, and the very first meal that I had was my spiritual awakening. I all of a sudden did not obsess about when my next meal was coming. All of a sudden I realized I wasn't hearing, you know, the doubts, the fears, the anxiety. Wow. You mean that the the stuff that people were saying about the big book was true? All of a sudden a light bulb went on. It's true. Oh my God. There's, there's something to this. Yeah, but guess what? I had that information. That's good to know. But what am I going to do with it? I'm transformed just a little bit by the fact that I'm aware now that if I don't ingest these ingredients, I will have the clarity to work a program. But that's where you have to run with it. You just can't just sit there and say, okay. Because my sponsor and I, we didn't talk every single day. But I had to fill the rest of my days with program. I had to fill my days with uh, listening to A Vision for You, to making phone calls, to doing whatever I needed to do to strengthen my program in between working the big book. And, like, I, I will now go into the big book if you have your big book with you. Let's now go to uh, page uh, 58 and 59, your work, how it works. You know, I highlighted certain things that, um, that to me stand out. Now, we're talking about somebody who for 28 years thought she knew better. You couldn't mail a letter for me. You couldn't do nothing for me because I was more reliable than you. I thought I had... I, 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 was, um, I was a good daughter. Um, I was a good friend. I would, do, I would give you my left arm if you asked for it. However, with all that, I still wanted people to accept me, to make me the center of their universe, to give me what I could not give myself. And as far as my relationship with a higher power, I believed in God, but I didn't believe God could help me because I believe God judged me at all times. That wasn't a God of an understanding. That was a God that Jackie pick and choose what she was willing to, you know, rely on. And I say that because 
the difference between information and transformation, information is the the bedrock. It tells you everything you need to know to not make the mistakes that, you know, that are ahead. However, the transformation is the concrete, the concrete that will help me walk through life and and, and implement all that information when needed, how I need it to live a life. And and I want to say that now while it's in my head fresh. Um, on page 58, it says, they are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. I thought I was honest. I said everything that was coming out of my mouth. However, was I really rigorously, honestly? No. Did I really tell you that um, I wanted you to love me? I wanted you to take care of me? I wanted you to make me the center of your universe? No, I wouldn't tell anybody that. Um, if you have decided what you, you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. Now, let me tell you, that's a big one. Because in 28 years, I could recite the 12 steps beautifully. And, yes, there were levels that I understood the 12 steps and levels that I accept the 12 steps. However, did I ingest the 12 steps? You know, I'm so busy ingesting foods that were making me crazy that I forgot to ingest the recovery that belongs here. You know, I had to admit, like today, I know that I admit that I am a compulsive overeater, and that's not going to change. That's not going to change today. That's not going to change tomorrow, and that will not change a year from now. I will always be a compulsive overeater. And how do I know that? Because I will put anything and anyone, my husband, my child, my health, food ahead of that, okay? I will do that left to my own devices. I don't do that today because I know that as long as I don't ingest those foods, I have a fighting chance to have clarity, to have willingness to change my behaviors and my way of thinking to one that is more people-centered than Jackie-centered. And that's the difference today. Um, So I admit that. And let me tell you, with that admission, that means that regardless of my gender, my ethnicity, my race, I cannot eat those foods that will trigger the cravings that will ultimately put me in the obsession. And because I'm in the obsession, all I have is fear, anxiety, self-centeredness, and selfishness. I will do, manipulate, and do whatever it takes to get my next fix. Because I'm using the food as the answer instead of the steps. I'm using the food because I don't want to be busy thinking about what I really feel. Because God forbid I should tell anybody what I really feel. 
because they'll think I'm crazy. They'll think I'm insane. No, that's the difference here. It says, came to believe in a power greater than ourselves that will restore us to sanity. It doesn't say God. It doesn't say it has to be anything but something greater than ourselves. Something that we can hold on to, that we understand will hold us, will steady us while we go through these steps. While we face our fears, while we face our anxieties, while we face everything that life has to give us, they will, that entity will be there. For me, it's God. I'm just letting people know, regardless of what you believe, there is something greater than ourselves that will hold us, will not judge us, will not fail us. We just have to be willing. We have to delve in there and get to it. And then made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Doesn't matter. That entity will help me. And then this is a big one. This is the one that you, in the past, would give me such agita. Uh, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Yes, who the heck wants to admit that even if I didn't tell you to your face what I thought about you, I spent time, I wasted hours criticizing in my head, you know, uh, self and people assassinations, regardless of the ones I actually really harmed. You know, hiding, stealing money, um, you know, taking care of household, you know, finances, yet, you know, $300, $400 binges, you know, promising um, to give, you know, my husband the greatest night of his life, you know, if we go to a $300 hotel and all I did was binge and then cry Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Did I really want forgiveness? No. I wanted just to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it because I was in anxiety. I wanted to feel better then. Who wants to admit these things? Definitely not me. But I had to. I had to admit that I wasn't the mother that I thought I wanted to be. I had to admit that, you know what? That I didn't know that, you know what, the life that I had wasn't so bad in some respects because it gave me the knowledge and the information I had today that, you know what, this is what I had. This was my part in it. That's the difference with the fourth step. I was so worried on admitting what I did wrong that I didn't look at what my part was in it. You know, it was so easy to say, you did this to me. It's so easy to, you know, live in the misery and the muck because that was comfortable the same way as it was easy to just eat a pint of ice cream. It was easier than to have to deal with life. It was easier than to speak up for myself. It was easier than to look at why was I asking people to do what I wanted them to do? Um, and then step five, you know, admit it to another person. 
you know, for somebody who was such a loud mouth and told her business, I sure was not telling the real everything. Um, who wants to admit those things? Who wants to admit that for 28 years they lived in a house with a hoarding wife? I I was a hoarder. I am a hoarder, if not left to my own devices. I pile the way I pile food. I piled up my house. Little mice ran around this house. Who wants to admit these things? I had to. I have to tell on me so that I can be free of it. I have to be free and share with another person, this is who Jackie is. And in all that way, still have step three, step two, step one in my life, saying that God, listen, I don't want to do this. I really, you know, tooth and nail, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do this because you know what? I can't live with myself anymore. It's not so much that I can't wipe my behind. It's not so much that I can't walk two miles. I can't, it's not so much that I'm 373 pounds. It's that it's killing me inside. I'm deteriorating inside as, as the days go by. And then it says, we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects. Not in Jackie's time. Not in my husband's time, not in my daughter's time, not in the world's time, in God's time. And then I, but I acknowledge it. I acknowledge I have shortcomings. I acknowledge that certain behaviors lead to certain uncomfortability. But because I did that, I'm willing to face it. You know, made a list of all persons we had harmed. Whoa, people we have harmed? What are you talking about? I don't harm anybody. I'm the one. I'm the victim. No, Jackie is not always the victim. Jackie harmed other people. I stole money from family members. I stole money from, you know, uh, people, um, stores that I stole food from. Um... I manipulated the family funds. I I did all kinds of things. And I had to, in step nine, make restitution. I and In some cases, I had to make restitution twice. I didn't get it the first time. Because guess what? I had the information of eight and nine, but I didn't transform because I didn't have the awareness, the willingness to say, you know what? When I clean house, I clean house. And that's what's important. Step 10 and 11 and 12 are the most important things in my life today, without exception. I will do my inventory every single day. When I got to that step, I have not stopped since in all these years. Every single day, I take an inventory of what my relationship was with life and the things that go. And the 10 step is very important. I don't today have to do that many of 10 steps as I do because I do an 11 step thorough every day. But when those 10 steps come up, you better believe I stop in my tracks. That's the transformation. Not say, oh, I'll get to it later. No, I don't do that. I get to it now. I deal with it now. That's a now step. Not tomorrow. 
but now. I deal with whatever is making me uncomfortable because there's something there that I'm not identifying or relating to that I don't want to accept. And when I do that and then I turn it over to another human being, I am free to be there for others. Step 12, very, very important. Because after all of doing the steps, after ingesting, ingesting, I say, the steps, I have to be there to tell other people. If I didn't tell you Jackie had flaws, if I didn't tell you Jackie had mice in her house, if I didn't tell you Jackie couldn't wipe her butt, you would not know anything about me. You would not know that I left a newborn in the house while I went to get binge food. If if I didn't tell you that I have a college degree and I work for child welfare and yet I still left a newborn in her house, in the house, while I went to get a binge food, you would not know this. You would not know that in order to avoid intimacy with my own husband that I'm married to for 23 years and know him 29 years, that I would throw things at him, yell at him, do other things. You would not know these things. If I did not tell you that, and and now let's go to current stuff. Um, my husband, uh, this past July, after, you know, being clean and sober for over 28 years, gets an gets uh told that he has an you know he has a uh an illness that has nothing to do with our current events but it's an illness done nonetheless that could have stemmed from years of whatever abuse he did then and his fear of telling me and you know what i will tell you right now if i hadn't been transformed my marriage would not be as strong as it is today. Because the minute he told me, I had no doubts. I had no resentments. I had no fears. And how could that be? He's got something that could lead to ultimately him dying on me. Because I had the biggest thing. I had the steps. I had the information, the big book, and the tools. Because guess what? I had already formulated, because I was willing to share with other compulsive overeaters, I had a support system. I had a support system to go to, do a 10-step right then and there about the situation, and turn it over to another person. Because I did that, I was able to digest what my higher power wanted me to do next. And you know what my higher power wanted me to do next? He wanted me to face other things that I still hadn't been facing. The fact that my house, that if my husband had to come home from the hospital, how the heck were they going to get oxygen tanks into my house? How was I going to have ambulance service come into my house? Let me tell you, because I was willing I was willing to change. I was willing to do the steps that are here to admit my wrongs, to admit 
that I'm a compulsive overeater, that I cannot go into the refrigerator for the answer. I have to go to my higher power. I said, God, please guide me through this. Guide me and show me what you need me to do to be of service to my fellows and to my husband and to my daughter. And guess what? With that, I was able to go. I went not to other fellowships, but I went to my fellows. I said, listen, I spent three hours just decluttering my house. I did four hours today. I did three hours thing. I did this, this, and this. Piece by piece. I listened while I was cleaning my special editions. Special editions got me through cleaning my my bedroom, cleaning the hallway, cleaning half my living room so that they could come in here. That's what I did, honestly and openly. I listened to special editions. I texted people in program in this OA fellowship and said, I have fear, I have anxiety, but I'm going to do it. Do you know that when the time came for him to come home, they came in here. They installed those oxygen tanks. My husband, when he came home, said, I can't believe you love me that much. A man I've been with for 28 years said, I can't believe you love me that much. Because you know why? It's in this book. It's in this information. But this time, the information was ingested. I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm going to see Because, you know, it's so easy to ingest a pint of ice cream. Is it that easy to ingest these steps? No. You've got to be thorough. You've got to be rigorously thorough and honest to work this program. And that's what got me to do what I did. And I'm still doing it. Uh, I'm not perfect. But you know what? I have my, it's not just the tools, it's the steps. It's being willing to be who I am today. You know, my daughter, when she was going through what she was going through before she went to college, I had to look at me. You know, when she would say, Mom, you da 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 so you know what? I didn't leave it to me to decide if I was da 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 I called another compulsive overeater and said, listen, what am I going to do? She says, I'm da 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 She said, well, somebody who is objective said, maybe you need to write about this and see where you are, where you are at with it. And I did. And I shared it with that person. And guess what? I looked at my part. I looked at what it is. Because you know what? Nothing is perfect. I mean, the steps are here to guide us. Our sponsors are here to be witnessed. Do you understand that? For me, a sponsor, my role as a sponsor is to be a witness to the information that you digest that brings about a transformation. That's what a sponsor is. It's not me being holier than thou. It's not me telling you what to eat, how to eat. It's not me you know, um, showing you that don't do this, do that. Because that's what I, in the earlier parts of my recovery, that's what I held a sponsor to be. I held a sponsor to tell me what I should do in my relationship with my husband, what I should do with my daughter, how to raise my daughter. That's not what sponsors are there for. Sponsors are those that have, on a daily basis, ingested the steps, 
gone through the steps and continue to do the steps. And then they share what they've done and how they've done it. That gives us the strength to know that we can hang on with our higher power. Because in all of this, the higher power, the God of my understanding is where I go to first. Then I branch out to my fellows and to other people. You know, um, I will go on in the book. Uh, pay, you know, first requirement commences to life. Okay, so, okay. Uh, on page 60, most people try to live by self-propation. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the, the ballot, the scenery, the rest of the players in his own way. That's me. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is mostly likely to be a very trait. That's Jackie in a nutshell. That's Jackie in a nutshell. I, I don't have to say any more. But you know what? I work this program. I work and I and I understand selfishness, self-centeredness that we think is the root of our trouble, driven by hundreds of forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes we hurt us seemingly without provocation, but invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in the position to be hurt. Absolutely. You know, the way I reacted to my daughter in the past that, you know, when when she was hurting, she found a way to hit my buttons, right? Because, you know, I set it up. Today, I don't set it up. Today, I, I'm honest. You know, she's in college now in another state. And she calls. But the point is, is, she won't know how I feel unless I tell her. So I realized that, you know, a couple of days ago, she was calling her father more than she was calling me. She wasn't even really having any discussion time. She only called me when she wanted me to send money. Guess what? If I want to sit there and feel sorry for myself, I can do that. But I don't because I have, you know, been transformed. And how do I'm transformed? I say, God, you know what? I'm feeling, you know, neglected. I'm feeling like my daughter doesn't love me. I'm feeling like, you know what? She's not paying attention to me enough. Well, what are you going to do about that? God asks me. Well, you know what? I Last time I checked, my daughter was not a mind reader. She doesn't know how I feel unless I tell her. So I texted her and I said, sweetie, you know what, we haven't talked for a while. You know what, when you get a chance, maybe we can have some FaceTime sometime this weekend. But just keep this in mind. Between the hours of 8.30 and 10.30, I am not available because I'm doing special edition. Uh, you know what? That was important to me. 
because you know what? I I I was honest, and I was you know, yeah. I guess I I I, I you know. Do you know? Never know when people are going to call you. So, you know what? I put it out there, and you know what? She called me yesterday, and we had a nice conversation. All because. I didn't try to manipulate. I didn't try to read her mind. I didn't try to do anything that Jackie left her own devices would do. I let it be. But I also didn't let her mind read what I needed or what I wanted. That could have gone bad. It could have gone good. It doesn't matter. Like even with the ninth step, you know, and I know I'm going back and forth. But you know what? I'm not a perfect person. I'm not, you know, I've got a college degree, but you know what? I don't know everything about everything. So I will be, you know, I will come out in bits and pieces and and all different things. But I really want you to understand that what you're hearing is the Jackie who got the information from the big book ingested it. Don't you just love that word, ingested? And now has transformed so that... Now my life is sometimes bits and pieces, but they remind me who I am and that I don't have to go alone in this world, that I can work a program, that my life has changed all. Is my bank account any bigger? Absolutely not. My bank account is smaller today. However, I my I'm not living in fear, anxiety, um, that the world is going to come to an end. That that if I don't hold up this whole world, if I don't hold up my sponsees, if I don't hold up my daughter, if I don't hold up my husband, if I don't hold up everybody in recovery, the world is going to explode. That's the difference today. You know, uh, I make amends when I need to make amends right then and right there. You know, people will say to me, you know, I, I, and because I, 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 my life is open and honest today and I, I deal with integrity, I hear people. I see people. I know people today. That's the difference. I was so busy with the, the crap in my head that I couldn't listen to anyone. Um, I was able to you know, say, hey, I get it. I know it. I believe it. Um, and I make amends. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. 24 hours ago, my husband and I were going out for breakfast, right? And, you know, usually I get, you know, you know, because I'm a compulsive overeater. I know I can eat absolutely at this, this particular restaurant. However, I want to get my chair. I want to get my seat. I want to do this. I want to do that. I, I, I. And every time I, I, I stands in the way, I, I, I gets into conflicts. Okay? But I say, God, please have, give me the patience to just wait and do your will and we'll be seated when we're supposed to be seated. Well, I said to my husband, why don't you go out there and start getting online because I see there's a line. I'll go park the car. And then what happens? (laughs) We get there. I get there to where my husband's standing. And he's the first one right there at the uh, the, uh, hostess desk. 
this 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 uh, group of four come ahead, and all of a sudden, you know, they made eye con- One lady made eye contact with the way with the waitress and started talking to her about how where they should be seated. And I said, Ex-, and I and I and I stopped. I paused, and I paused. Okay, it lasted ten seconds. I said, "Excuse me, ma'am." We were here. My husband was standing here. He he's before you are. She said, but she was looking at me, and I said, I understand that, but my husband is standing here. We need to be placed seated first before you. But I I know there was a tone in my voice. I said that calmly, didn't I not? But there was a tone in my voice, and we sat down. She said, Go ahead, go sit over there. The late the the waitress said, Fine. And I noticed that this lady is. She's so pushy, she's actually going into the store to get extra seats so we could all sit outside for her, for she could sit outside. And then we sit down, and after I sit down, I said, oh, boy. I'm racing with all the, you know, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm full of adrenaline because I'm self-righteous. Self-righteous adrenaline is running through my, my core. And this is from mom, somebody who's ingested the steps, who's transformed, going through all the self-righteousness. So then I knew something was not right. And regardless of my food, I knew I had to say to my husband, you know, hon, I'm really sorry. I know I embarrassed. You know, I know you get embarrassed when I start to confront other people. So let me just put it out there. I apologize to you for stepping in. And you know what he said to me? He said, Jackie, yeah, it does bother me, and it does make me uncomfortable. But I noticed that you paused first before you said something. And right there, right then and there, I knew I was transformed. Woohoo! I said, God, thank you. Because those few pauses tells me I'm working a program. That's all I needed to hear. And then when the waitress, who I had the little tete with, came over, I said, listen, before I even order, let me apologize to you sincerely that I know you're just a server, but I'm sorry I I embroiled you in my conflict with that other person. And she said, well, people get angry, and I understand that, but, you know, it's the part of the job. I said, yeah, but you know what? I need to apologize to you. And I'm sorry. She said, okay. So then I ordered my food. Okay, all is done, blah, 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 blah. It does not mean that I'm not sick and suffering. It does not. Because even with all that, I was relaxed. My food came. Let's put it this way. Part of my my food was overcooked. So, of course, my food wasn't as moist as I wanted it to be. Did I not look at somebody else at another table who ordered the same exact food and said, wow, her food is moist. <laughs> her food is more moist than mine. And then I started thinking, do I need to add something to this? No, I do not need to add anything to my food. I need to be accepting of my food. What I need to be accepting of is the fact that I have just now went through something that affected my insides, my emotions, my feelings. I had to face those emotions and those feelings. I had to ask God in that moment 
to help me sit with Jackie, to quiet myself, to ask God. I have, I know I felt was self-righteous. I know I apologized. I know that I thought that I was the conqueror of another person with an ego. You know what, God? That serves me nothing. That does not help my food. That does not help my relationship with other people. That doesn't even do anything other than irritate and want me to have moisture food. So you know what, God? I will eat this food you gave me, and I will enjoy it, and I will accept it on your terms, not mine. And with that, I got through my meal, forgot about everything, went to the bathroom, and kept going on. How is that possible? Because I'm transformed. How was the 12 steps involved in all this? Today. Today I'm sharing that even 24 hours I had to implement my plan. I had the information, which is stored in this big book. But the transformation is the concrete that I develop every day by working this program that I was able to tell you this story so that you would understand There's no guarantees. It's a daily reprieve, daily contingent on my relationship with my higher power and my fellows and in how I work my steps. That's how it works. That's how, um, you know, I work this program daily, diligently, without reservations, with love, understanding, and serenity. I share today my gratitude with people. I share my 10th step with sponsees and other fellows because I want them to know how human I am, how vulnerable life is life, you know? You know, we live in such turmoil today, such changes, such life altering things on its face value, okay, besides what's happening in our homes. But guess what? We deal with them by facing them, not running away from them, not telling ourselves it's not that important. Everything is important. But what I have to realize is I can't change any living soul but myself. I can't transform any living being but myself. I can't accept anyone but myself. And you know what? The funny part is, is that when I realize that other people are sick and suffering, when I realize that I don't have the answers and I don't have to change anybody else in this world, I notice I can live with everybody else in this world. I can't change that lady. No way. She's going to be who she is. Her family has to accept her for who she is. So then I have to accept her for who she is. I have to keep moving on. I have to keep sharing with other people. When people in program call me and say, listen, my sponsor says I have to ask other fellows what they think or what they like in certain chapters of the big book. What do you think? I have to be present. I can't say Oh, I don't have time today. I don't have, I don't, I'm busy. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, putting myself down in a negative way 
doesn't get me recovered. Not at all. Not putting myself out does not get me recovered. Putting myself out does. When asked to do a special edition, even though my heart is palpitating because I don't think I'm good enough, you know what? Isn't that, you know, ego in reverse? Isn't that being self-centered? Isn't that being dishonest? Because I do have a message. I have a message that regardless of who and what I am, I'm just another compulsive overeater that has fears, anxieties, and and doesn't know when the next, you know, bomb is going to drop. But I know I have something to back it up. I know every day that I read and and ask my higher power for help and guidance. When a character flaw or defect or whatever you want to say comes up, I can ask for help. When um, my husband all of a sudden says, you know, I've got phantom pains in my paralyzed foot and I, I can't take it. And it was overwhelming me because he was screaming every 20 seconds in pain and I didn't know what to do. You know what I did? I prayed and I asked other people to pray for him. And I asked and I asked and I asked. And then, thank God, it finally subsided. He said, I don't know what did it. I said, well, let me tell you. You know what did it? It was all the prayers I asked for. He said, well, you know what? Thank you, God. And I thank everyone who prayed for him. The same means that I have to do the same for others. When people in this fellowship share about their fears, their anxieties, or whatever they're going through, I make a list down to the minutest little things that people say. And I pray for them individually. And I ask that higher power give them the guidance, the well-for-all to be aware and the strength to get through it. That's how I live my program today. I don't live in Jackie land. I live in Jackie given land. You know, it says in the big book, you know, um, and and, and this was really good, that we are... Let's see here. Uh, Okay, it says on page 68, we never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct us, direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. Wow. If that's not powerful and that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. We review our, on page 69, we review our conduct over the past, over the years past. We had, we had, we had we been selfish, dishonest, and inconsiderate. Who have we hurt? Did we unjustly arouse jealousy, suspicion, and bitterness? We, we, where we were at fault, what should we have done instead? We got this all down on paper, and we looked at it. You know what I mean? I mean, there. I'm just going and just taking excerpts because I've told you who I am. I can't be any clearer, but 
these are the these are the things that get make me stronger each and every day when i when i reflect on them are we now ready to have god remove from us all things which have made which we have admitted are objectionable can we now take them all every one if we are still clinging to some we will not let go we ask god to help us be willing you know that is so so important um 10 step you know step 10 which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. That's what I do every single day. When it comes up, I know that I'm God-centered because you know what? <laughs> Those 10 steps come up. If I didn't feel un- in uneased, I wouldn't have to face it. So that's where I do it. I turn it over. I give it away. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting close to my end. You know, um page 86. God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self self-pity, dishonesty or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties as assurance for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed in a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and our careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We will carefully never we never pray directly for our selfish ends. So when I ask to be of service to others, that's what I do. Carry the message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. We we alcoholics undisciplined page 88 this is so on the money we alcoholics are undisciplined so we let god discipline us in the simple ways we have just outlined but there is more there is action and more action faith without works is dead absolutely and i'm going to end here with like we end every day on page 164, God will constantly disclose more to us. Ask him in our morning meditation what we, are, what we can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right 
and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. And with that, I say to you, information, information, transformation, ingest it. Ingest it like you ingested your food. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Jackie. And that's Jackie B. from the Bronx. We will ask Jackie for her contact information at the conclusion of this meeting, so stay with us and listen for that. The share ID number for today's meeting, you'll want to have that, so here's pen and paper ready, right, is 15480-15480. The lines are now open for questions for Jackie. If you have a question this morning, for Jackie, please unmute your phone by pressing star 1 on your phone keypad. Offer your first name, the first initial of your last name, please, and perhaps the state that you're in. And once you've asked your question, please press star 1 again to remute your phone. So this is the time for questions only, please. Who would like to ask Terry Jackie Kay. question this morning? Terry Kay. Jackie P. P. Jackie what? Jackie P. Jackie P., uh-huh. Seneca T. Seneca T. In Fort Worth. Oh, great. Thank you. Anyone else with a question this morning? Star one, please. Let's start with Terry K. then this morning, and then Jackie, you'll come in after. Hi, Terry. Your question this morning for Jackie B. Thank you for your service, and thank you so much for your share. This is Terry Kay, recovered in Missouri. Um, my question is about um, how you believe the steps uh, and the big book helped you transform in the area of releasing things so that when your husband was coming home, there was space for the oxygen. You talked about um, collecting things and and I find God's transformed me in, in many areas, including releasing things. And I wondered how you work steps into that, if you would, please. Okay. Can I be heard? Yes. Yes, loud and clear. Go ahead, Jackie. Sorry, I got, unmute, I got unmuted again. All right. The re- how the steps work in my life is because... Um, plain and simple. It says that when I was overwhelmed with the fact that he had to come home from the hospital, I knew I couldn't handle it myself. I had to face that, you know, I had built walls. The way I, the food was the wall, the barrier, the weight that kept people away from me around me. So was things. And so, you know what? I had faith that, you know what? If I threw these things away, God would carry me. The steps would carry me. And so, because, like I said before, I listened to special editions that helped me face all my fears. I had fears. So, I looked up in the special editions fears and and, um, first things first. And... Doing that, listening to them while I threw things away, and then, you know, uh, uh, bookending it, okay, that 
you know, I was able to um, let go and tell people, you know, I, I shared with other people what I was doing. This was a secret, and I shared it. That's, you know, the fourth, the third, the uh, sixth, you know. Um, and it says here um, that, you know, we're going to know a new freedom. In step nine, it says we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past, but we will not shut the door on it. You know, that is exactly what happens when I release these things. As much as I feared, I had to be willing to let go. And that's how I transformed. I knew I transformed because I was ingesting these steps inside me. Because I was willing to take those steps, whatever it took. And, and, and it means relying on other people. It means telling other people my fears, my anxieties. And that's how I work them. I hope that answers your question. Thank you very much, Terry Case from Missouri, your, um, for your question. Jackie P., you're up next with your question, please. Star one. Good morning, Jackie B. Thank you for sharing uh, your story. This is Jackie P. from PA, and I'm a newcomer to OA. Um, this is my third week in program, and I listened to this. This is the first time I've heard this call, and I was just literally in tears. Um, God spoke through you to me. You shared my story, and um, we have the same um, background in that I have come here with multiple years of recovery, 12-step recovery in another program, 29 years. So my question is, um, I have been told that, you know, this, the, the experience is not transferable. You're a transfer student, but you don't have those credits. Um, and I want to be open to the, um, the steps of recovery in this program. So how did you shift and be like a newcomer here so that you could hear clearly higher power speaking to you? Well, first off, um, the, the, the main thing is, is first I had to look at just the food. What foods, what ingredients, what issues were I ingesting? or manipulating, or negotiating, or whatever it was, I had to first identify them. Because until I took out all those things, I was still obsessing. I was still crutching. Can't do that. I have to first isolate this particular addiction. I could not deal with the, the clutter in my house until I dealt with this addiction. Once I stopped, when I focused just on the food issues pertaining to my obsession and cravings, then I was willing to work. And then what happened was, once I did that, the noise in my head stopped. I was clear. And then I kept, I saw the image of the way when when I would run to the food, I saw how powerless I was. I mean, I saw, I mean, I, I actually left a newborn in the house to get my addiction. So 
So I would say, look at those things. Look how food in your life, in your experience, mirrors the unmanageability, the powerlessness. How? You know, what what those things, the same things is like when you do these steps, you, when you, you reflect your disease, your addiction with food and how it really manifests, you're still going through these things with the steps. These steps, you can identify with every step and your addiction with food. Regardless of what the addiction is in other fellowships, I mean, I belong to other fellowships, but you know what? That's not what I concentrate on. I concentrate, how do I still crutch? How do I still use the food and still have the misery, the un, 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 um, unmanageability? Aren't they? How am I not relying on that higher power? You know, the higher power that I wouldn't pick up other addictions, why am I not using it with this, with the food? Why am I not using that to to sustain me? Why am I not reaching out to other people? Why am I not being rigorously honest about my disease and my, my issues with food? As clean as I was, I wasn't willing to, to get rid of uh, artificial sweeteners till I was willing to get rid of artificial sweeteners. And when I did that, the world opened up, not only physically, and I should say, I do have a 180-pound weight loss. But it's the clarity. As long as I don't ingest and I don't give myself substitutes, because that's all it is, a substitute. I have to look at why I'm still reacting the way I'm reacting, why I still have those defects that are still haunting me, because I'm still crutching on my, my addiction, my food. So first clean up the food and go to you know a nutritionist, or find a food plan that, you know, you honestly look at those things, work with your sponsor with those things, and work the steps. Get into the steps. Don't fear them. And don't say, well, but I did this. No, forget about what you did in the past. Work as a newcomer, as a clean and sober newcomer with these steps in the food. And that's what I can say. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie P. from Pennsylvania for your question. Seneca T. from Texas, you're up next with your question. And then I think we'll be able to open it up for maybe two or three more questions before we hit the top of the hour. Hi, Seneca. Hi. Thank you, Jackie B., for sharing. Oh, my goodness. I've been taking notes like crazy right now. Um, and I so appreciate you. Um, I have uh, my question is, if you have a daily mantra, it's like a double two-fold question. If you have a daily mantra, what is your daily mantra? And at the beginning when you recovered, what held you um, in between meals so that you could keep that um, same spirit about you? And I'll ask you more when I get your number. <laughs> thanks. Okay, thanks. Um the honest truth is, is that uh, what kept me between meals is program. Quite, quite and easy. In the, in the, in the, in the moments where there was quiet time, because like I didn't speak to my sponsor, I didn't do, we didn't go over the big book till once a week. 
So in between, I had me. And you know how I did me? Well, I went I went to the 7 a.m. vision for you, and if I missed it, I listened to the recordings. I listened to recordings. I listened to OA.org. Uh, they have recordings on the steps. Um, I read literature, you know. I read the big book. I, I filled my life with other... Uh, thank God we live in a lot of the medias out there. So I did a lot of listening to special... Excuse me, special editions. Um, also, I listened to going through the week's uh, podcasts. I filled myself with so much of the steps and of people's experience, strength, and hope. You know, I filled myself with other program people in this fellowship and their experiences so that I could identify. And as as long as I kept identifying, it kept me from thinking about self. Because that's what it is. Is when I start looking at the food, it's because I don't want to be busy looking at self. I don't want to be out of self. I made phone calls. I, you know, sometimes if I don't make phone calls, I send texts out. I send out um, texts of things that I've read that just move me to other people, which then leads to them writing to me, and we start discussing. You know, um, if I have fears or anxieties or whatever, I reach out. You know, I get out of me. That's what it's about. It's being of service. That's the difference. And the second thing is my mantra, I will, I will admit that, you know, on a good day, my mantra is a third-step prayer. I offer myself to thee to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self so that I may be of service to others. And I may be an example of others. I know I didn't say that correctly because you know what? I don't have to be perfect. <laughs> Let me tell you, I do not have to be perfect, but I have to be willing. I turn my life over to God whenever I say, God, listen, thank you so much for giving me another day. Help me be of service to others. I take phone calls. I do phone calls. Um, I sponsor. I mean, you know, I, you know, when I first became a sponsor, I was scared. So what did I do? I called other people and said, how do you sponsor? They said, in, you know, they said, immerse yourself, immerse other people in the big book. Guess what? Every single chapter in this big book, in the first 164, I can identify being and doing of all these. I'm the victim. I'm the perpetrator. And I'm the helper. And that's how I did it. So I hope that helps. Thank you, Seneca T. from Texas for your question also. And if I uh, can see the time right, it looks like we might have time for about two more questions, maybe three or so. If you'd like to ask a question, I'd like to have your first name, the first initial of your last name, and maybe your state. Irene B. Stacy Irene B. Stacy Irene Irene, yes. let's go with that and see what happens. Okay, thanks so much. Great. Irene, you're first. Your question, Thank please. You. Thank you so much for your service. I took a sleeping aid and just woke up not long ago. Oh, goodness, it's Esno. Um, let's see. I hope this is better. Um. I heard you say something about the clutter, and I'm suffering from that. I I recovered from bulimia, 
and I have clutter. My house is a mess. And um, I feel very helpless about that. And I, this is not who I am. This is not how I want to live. I want to know more about your clutter and how you resolve your clutter issue, if you don't mind, please. It would be really important that we relate this to compulsive overeating because clutter and house cleaning and things like that would, would be an outside issue. Oh. Yes. And I, oh. Yeah, but you know what? You, you, could take my, you could take my number. Don't worry about that. But work your program. The way you work your bulimia, you work the same thing. Anyway, next question. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for respecting the traditions here of compulsive overeating. Stacy F., your question, please. Press star one, please. Hi, good morning. Um, I'm a gratefully recovering overeater, and I wanted to ask, um, is this question being related to Jackie P. in Pennsylvania? This is for Jackie B. in the Bronx. B. From the Bronx. Our guest speaker in, today, yes. In the Bronx. Okay. Um I was I was wondering if I could get your information. Um I'm I'm not abstinent and I am working toward getting abstinent and I just wanted to connect with someone that um I could speak with to to, to be able to get this. I've I've been working on it for about a year and I just finally got a food plan this week and um had given my big book away, waiting for the a no one to come. Um, I wanted to reassure you, Stacy, that we will get um, Jackie's contact information. I think that's what you're asking for at the conclusion of the meeting, so stick around for that. But if you have a question for her, let's see if we can formulate that for Jackie in the interest of time. Okay, that's it. That's all I wanted was her contact information. Thank you. Perfect. Um, Let me reassure you we'll get Mel that for you. Thank you. Me yes. Melanie? I just want to put it out there. Talk about, you know, because, you know, the topic is information is not the same as um, transformation. I want to put it out there. In 28 years, you know how many big books I own? I own every shape, size, and book. I open every Kindle, every size. And with all that information, that did not transform me. It's working these steps. Really being rigorously honest and willing to shed those things that we've been holding on to mentally, spiritually, and willing to really work it. Not say it, but work it. And I just put out that that's my opinion, nobody else's, but my opinion. Thank you. Here, here. The next up for a question this morning would be Lorraine N. Good morning, Lorraine. Your question, please. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. And Jackie, thank you so much for your share this morning. I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Um, I, how do you uh, work your program regarding your daughter? I have an ongoing issue. I mean, how do you work your program, I guess, with ongoing issues that um, you have to keep releasing over and over again? And I especially in relation to a child i mean i loved what you said okay. about your daughter and can you can you expand a little bit more on that how you work your program about you know uh, yeah. ongoing issues with a child okay. i hope that's um, okay to ask no that's fine because you know what my daughter's 400 pounds so mm -hmm. 
you know, just because I know and she knows my program and she would jump on a candy bar as quick as anything for me, she's a different person. And I have to, you know, work my program, my program, and be a power of example. I can't fix her. But what I do is when things come up that either I am unsure, I can't identify, that's what I have a 10-step for. I delve into my 10-step. I, I look at where my fear or my resentment or my harm or whether I owe an apology. I do that intensely. And then I share it with another person because I don't have the answers. And when I really look at it, I have to look and see, am I reacting to her or am I reacting to how I feel or how I was when I was growing up or what? And I find that that helps me because then when I relate to my daughter, that self-centeredness, that self selfishness, that honesty is not in there when I re- talk to her. And that's what's important because I never knew how to, work, how, to, how to raise a child or how to be a wife or how to be an employee or how to be anything. These steps, this, this big book tells me how, one day at a time, and it's not me. It's me relying on a power greater than myself and working these steps diligently and telling you that that's how I do it. That's how... I strengthen my program every day. Doing this is what strengthens me. That tells me that it's not Jackie. It's Jackie being the voice of a power greater than myself and that I am human, but my humanness is transformed each day by working the steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Lorraine, and for your question. You know what? It looks like we would have time for... One, maybe two more questions, Jackie, if we can move through those. What do you think? Okay, I'll do it. Okay, good. Glad. Uh, anyone else? First name, first initial, last name, please. Luby. Hi, Lou. Good morning Shelley to B. you. And Shelly B. Let's go with that and see how we end up with time. Thanks for, for straggling that out with me. Lou B., your question first, and then Shelly will follow up after you. Good morning. Thank you. This is Lou B. from Texas, a recovered compulsive overeater. Jackie, thank you so much for your share this morning. It was really transformative. <laughs> um, could you could you share a little bit more about your you shared about when you when you like the switch that went off? You know, you started looking at ingredients and and when your transformation really happened. What that event. Could you share a little bit more about that, please? Um, yeah, I can just say what happened to me was is I, when I realized that, you know, when I took out those ingredients and all of a sudden I didn't have noise in my head, I can't explain that other than I no longer obsessed when my next meal was coming. I suddenly realized that, wow. Maybe what everybody was talking to about for two weeks that I was listening on a vision for you about about their their relationship with food with their situation was in the steps, I suddenly realized, "Oh my God, it's true, and then I realized that if I took that equation out, if I took out you know knowing it all, 
making concessions, uh, you know, looking for an easier, softer way with the food, all of a sudden I was open to listening to how I can change me. How can I go forth and and accept changing inside? Because, you know, once I took care of the outside, I had to look it in. I had to keep going more. I said, if if they were right about the food, then they must be right about a finding a power greater than myself. If they were right about that, then you know what? Then I'm then there is issues about me that I have to look at. You know, it's just a step, one step at a time. But first, it's being you know, it, it's just about being real. Today, I'm authentic, regardless of who, what, where, and how. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to accept that. And that's what it is, accepting that I'm a compulsive overeater first and foremost. That's not going to change. Regardless of what faith I am, what gender I am, what religion I am, what ethnicity I am, that's never, ever going to change who I am with the food and that I'm addicted to food and that I have to find other ways to work this program. Thank you. Thank you, Lou B., for your question. And Shelley B., you'll be the last question for today. Star one, please. Shelly, go ahead with your question. There's a star one key function, but perhaps you muted yourself on your own phone as well. Is a possibility? I think we're having a little difficulty here, a little technical difficulty with Shelley this morning. Well, on that unfortunate <laughs> note for her, I think that we probably could wrap up this morning. Jackie, thank you so much for offering so much of yourself this morning. Very grateful for that. It really honestly was a, a spine-chilling uh, explanation and, 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 and lineup of the recovery that happens in these rooms and that transformation that really makes the difference that we can talk about. And, and it hit the key point so beautifully with there's information, and we certainly have that. But what about the transformation? The evidence is very, very clear. Thank you for being so vulnerable and teaching and telling us so much about yourself. So what we'll do here this morning is is close from the big book on page 164 like we always do. And then we'll uh, close out the meeting and then get some more good information from you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep